Hi, I'm Randy Efron, the founder of Skylatis Property Capital, which is a real estate debt and equity brokerage firm. In my prior episodes, I went over the basics of HUD loans and then spoke in greater detail about the HUD 221-D4 loan product, which as a reminder is used to finance the construction and renovation of multifamily properties. Today, I'm going to talk about the HUD 223-F loan product, which is used to finance stabilized multifamily properties for both acquisition and refinance. HUD 223F loans are used to finance multifamily properties with five or more units. HUD used to have a rule that the property needed to be at least three years old before it could be eligible for a HUD 223F loan. However, HUD lifted that requirement during 2020, which is kind of a game changer for multifamily developers. Now, rather than having to wait three years until after a property is constructed, the developer can submit a loan application as soon as the property achieves HUD's required debt service coverage ratio for a minimum of one month. HUD will underwrite the actual revenue collected less normalized operating expenses to determine the DSCR. This change means that developers can build properties with traditional construction loans and then do cash out refis with HUD after the property achieves stabilization. This is really great for developers that get compensated off of IRR hurdles. If you don't know what IRR hurdles are, please follow the Skylatis social media channels so that you can stay informed about future episodes in which I will cover that topic. For the time being, with respect to IRR hurdles, just know that the quicker cash distributions are made, the quicker a developer will achieve its IRR hurdle. Therefore, if you're able to do a cash out refinance in the second or third year of a hold period, rather than the fifth year, the IRR will be much higher during the second or three year scenario rather than the five year scenario. One caveat to cash out refis is that 50% of the available cash will be held by the lender until the property achieves the required DSCR for each of six consecutive months, inclusive of the months of the minimum debt service coverage required prior to closing. HUD also requires that all deferred maintenance items be completed prior to releasing that 50% holdback. Still, even if you have to wait six months to receive the remaining 50% of available cash, you are still in a much better position from an IRR standpoint than having to wait three years. All right, let's talk about loan term and interest rate. The length of the loan term for a HUD 223F loan is equal to the lesser of 35 years or 75% of the remaining economic life of the improvements. However, in all cases, the loan will never be less than 10 years. From a practical standpoint, most loans end up being 35 years long. During that 35-year loan term, the loan fully amortizes, which means that at the end of the 35-year loan term, the loan balance will be zero. Rates are fixed throughout the loan term and they are almost always lower than conventional financing and Fannie and Freddie loans. Okay, now let's talk about leverage. 
The amount of loan proceeds are dependent upon two loan sizing stipulations, a loan to cost ratio and a debt service coverage ratio. The first stipulation, the loan to cost ratio, depends upon the type of property that is being financed. The ratio equals 85% for market rate properties, 87% for affordable properties, and 90% for properties with rental assistance. Cash out refinances are allowed when 80% of value exceeds the existing debt plus transaction costs. The second stipulation is the debt service coverage ratio, and it also depends upon the type of property that is being financed. The ratio equals 1.176 for market rate properties, 1.15 for affordable properties, and 1.11 for properties with rental assistance. You may be wondering, why do the stipulations change between market rate, affordable, and rental assistance properties? The reason why is because HUD is a governmental agency and they want to promote community development and affordable housing. Therefore, they reward affordable property investors with higher leverage loans. All right, now in order to prevent these episodes from getting too long, I'm going to pause here and continue this topic in future episodes. In the interim, if you have any questions or if you need help with any of your financing, please contact me at randy.efron at Thanks, and I'll see you next time.